Now, look at us. Look at, look at ourselves. You know, when, when something happens, the first thing we do sometimes is what? Oh, you know, we get upset, we get, up, we get frustrated, or, you know, we, we say things that, oh, man, I shouldn't have said that. It's too late. We already said it. So let's open up this evening. Let's go to, to Matthew. And I just thought I'd share that with, with, about her. And it's just, just, just interesting. Look at Matthew chapter 6. Do you know what verse? That scripture? Seek first the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 6 verse 33. Okay? So that's a memory verse for you. Right there. <clears throat> But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. How many of you believe in God's Word? Amen. Yes. Yes. How many of you believe that God's Word is true? Praise the Lord. Yes. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Now, let's go back to chapter 5. And we've been talking about what? Yeah, the Beatitudes, right? Look at verse 1. Seeing the multitudes, he went up on the mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed. Another word for blessed is what? It's up here behind me. Happy. Happy. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed or happy are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Is that you? That's me. Say, that's me. Yeah, look. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Verse 11. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Amen. Amen. For great is your reward in heaven. For so they persecuted the prophets 
who were before you. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, Jesus here is teaching how uh, about happiness. True happiness. Those that are poor in spirit. We talked about that. There's the, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. You know, when we get to that point to know that we need someone greater to help us. See, praise the Lord. Blessed are those who mourn. We see ourselves as filthy, dirty, and we, we come before God and we just break down and say, Lord, help me. Lord, thank you. And He comforts us. He tells us not to worry. And He gave us His one and only Son, Jesus, right? Yeah, Jesus died on the cross, took your spot, took my spot. Praise the Lord. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. When we submit ourselves to God, to His purpose, to His will, we begin to change. You know, we begin to, people begin to see us differently. It says that they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Praise the Lord. How many of you are hungry? How many of you had dinner? Okay. How many of you didn't eat dinner? Okay. Your stomach growling? Okay. What if I came over here and I pulled out a big old juicy hamburger and I sat it right here? Okay. Or what if I put a burger here and then a real nice cold looking iced tea over here? And we, I put one here and I put one here. And then, I, and then we begin to teach the Word of God. Where's your focus going to be? Especially if you had to eat. Where do you think your focus would be? Probably on the food, huh? Man, that looks good. Wish you would just hurry so we can go, so I can eat. It's really amazing because Satan tempted Jesus, right? How did, and, then, and then he used food to tempt him. Because Jesus was, was, was fasting, and then, you know, he, Satan came and tempted him and, and tried to tell him to turn this into food. But, yeah, but what did, what, did, what, did, uh, what did Jesus, what was his reply? Yeah, amen. Shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word, right? That comes from where? Yeah. And then where do we find that? Where do we find that word that comes from God? Where do we find that word that comes from God? Right here, the Bible, right? So physically, yes. We need food to live. Physically, yes, we need, we need water to stay hydrated. But spiritually, spiritually, we need God 
word to help us, to give us strength, to, to, to nourish our body spiritually. Um, when we were doing the, um, the Through the Bible in one year, and, and then Brenda brought this point out, and it was, it was just so perfect, and it made sense. Because when you read the Bible daily, daily, see the Old Testament, see, so, so in this world, they always tell you the four basic food groups, right? Well, what are the four basic food groups? Meat, vegetable, fruit, dairy, right? You got to have at least all of those to stay balanced. So we find the basic food group also in here in the Word of God. And, and, and how we saw that was the Old Testament is like the meat. Because the Old Testament is, is a little bit tough to read and to understand. You kind of have to read it, read it, chew on it, meditate on it. And then finally, you know, pray about it, and then God will, you know, help you, show you. And, and then we talked about um, um, also Psalms and Proverbs and then the New Testament, you know, all being part of that four basic food group. And so, so we, we do need God's Word to, so that we can... Um, <clears throat> Be so that we can grow and that we can be strong in spirit. Now, hunger and thirst. Did you know that are the two most powerful forces in the human body? You know, when you're so hungry, everything, you just want to kind of, you got to run to the refrigerator or you got to go somewhere to eat. And then put it in your in your stomach. What about when things happen, you know, in our lives? Where do you run? Do you run to God? Do you run to the Word? Or do you run to someone, a co-worker or a friend and say, I'm going through this, I'm going through that, I need help. Their, their, their um, Advice to you is probably not going to line up with God's Word. It's going to be way off. So we got to, we got to, right here, what he says is, um, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for, and then also right there, righteousness, for they shall be filled. So righteousness, you know what that means, right? Right standing. Okay, morally right. Look at, let's go to Psalm, Psalm 119. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Look at Psalm 119. And look at our verse 172. 172. Wow, that's a lot of verses. 172. My tongue shall speak of your word. For all your... What? Are you guys there yet? 
Okay? Psalm 119, verse 172. My tongue shall speak of your word for all your commandments are righteousness. Whose commandments? Yeah. God's commandments. So when we seek righteousness, we got to seek it like food and drink. And you got to seek it like your life depends on it. Because your life does depend on it. Because if we don't hunger and thirst for God's word, what's going to happen? What do you think will happen? Go astray. Yeah, go astray. Yes. And then eventually, when, when we don't feed ourselves physically, we die of hunger, die of thirst. Same thing, spiritually. Now, let's go to Second Peter. Second Peter. And then look at chapter 3. And look at our verse 13. So Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 13 says, Nevertheless, we... According to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Look around. Look in this world. Look, look, look at our, our country. Look at the world. What do you see? Yeah, a lot of wickedness. Unrighteous things. Rebellion. All these things are, are taking place right now. But this scripture right here in 2 Peter chapter 3 tells us, Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, According to the God's promise, as a child of God, as a believer, look, that promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. That new heaven, that new earth, the kingdom of God, when we get there, righteousness. Righteousness. Isaiah 55, 1 to 3. I'm not going to go there, but you can write that down. Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 3. And then Luke 11, 19 to 13. Luke 11, 19. Oh, I'm sorry, 19 to 23. I went backwards. Now, what's going to help us? What's going to help you to, to be in right standing, to, to live rightly? 
right now in this, in this world. Because there's a lot of influence out here. There's a lot of influence out there. There's a lot of temptation. There's all kinds of things. But what's going to help you? What's going to help us to live, to do what is right? Go to um, Acts. Acts. Uh, chapter 2. And then look at verse uh, 38. If you're happy and you know it, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. Remember that song? Look it up. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. Look. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to be the one to help you, to guide you, to lead you. Now, when, when we see a lot of things happening in this world, the, what we need to understand is this too, is don't compare yourself to others and say that, well, I'm better than them, or I'm better than that person. I'm, at least I'm not doing that. No, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Let's go to, um, go back to Psalm. Actually, before we do that, let's go to John. Go to John. Chapter 4. And look at verse 14. John 4, 14. I'll give you a moment to find it. When you find it, shout Jesus. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him while become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. We need the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one that's going to help us to help you. You know, the, the, and you got to learn to, to know and to listen to the Holy Spirit. Today, uh, not today, but like right now, living in this time, there's, there's so many things. People are making things that are wrong seem right. You know, making things that, that are, we, we know according to the Word of God, it's wrong. But, you know, they're making it seem so right. 
Did you know that um, Pizza Hut? Anybody know about Pizza Hut? Did you, you, um, you know how you read a book and then they give you a sticker and then they give you a free pizza? Did you know that they have a book written now? And I forgot the name of this book, but it's, it's about a, a boy that's dressing up as a girl. And they say that if you read this book, you'll get that reward, which is a free pizza. Wow. Pizza Hut is actually doing that right now. There's a book. And, and, and it's about a, a boy dressing up as a girl, putting on the wig and all of this, and, you know, trying to, trying to tell people that it's okay, it's all right. I thought, wow, Pizza Hut, doing this? So I believe that's why we went to uh, Little Caesars, not Pizza Hut. <laughs> and um, you've all probably heard about Disneyland and Walt Disney. You know, there's, there's an issue going on. They want, they want to take that word, gay, and not, for it to not be used because it's offensive. You offend people, it's not... It's not right to say that. And there's, and there's that whole deal going on. And um, Sharon and I, we were invited to go to Walt Disney World. And even, I guess you could call it a bribe because they said, we'll pay for your plane ticket to go with us to Walt Disney World. I said, no. We're not going to go. I'm not going to go. As, as good as you may make it sound, we're not going to go. Why? Why? You know? So I, I explained to them why, where I stand. You know? And I said, your choice, you make your own choice. You make your own decision. But I, I'm a child of God. And, you know, I believe in God. I believe in His Word and what His Word says. And one day I'm going to come before God. You know, we're all going to come before God. All of us. We're all going to come before God. And then God knows each and every one of us. He knows our heart. He knows our mind. He knows our thinking. And the more you get into the Word of God, there's, He even brings out through His Word and tells, tells us that. And we're, we're going to get to some of that later. You know, how the heart can be so deceptive because what's in your heart is kind of who you are. You know, what, what's in your heart is kind of who you are. You know, all, all these things are, are, are happening right now. But right here in this beatitude says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. I want to be in right standing with God. I want to be in right standing before God. And because of His Son Jesus dying on the cross for me, He's given that to me so that I can be in the presence of God like I have never done anything wrong. Praise the Lord. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, 
Praise the Lord. That's good. Good. Bless. Are you blessed? Amen. Amen. I'm blessed. Are you happy? Amen. I'm happy. Amen. Why are you happy? Sharon started out with that this, 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 this evening. Are you happy? What made you happy today? Look at verse 7. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. What does it mean to be merciful? What does it mean to be merciful? It's in uh, Matthew chapter 5, verse um, 7. Sylvia is doing that street ministry, right? For a lot of us, it, it's it's tough to go out there and do that to be in the street. But 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 then God has called each and every one of us to do other things for Him. But at the same time, when those people that are on the street, how do you look at them? How do you see them? Do you see them as annoying? When they come up to you and say, can you help me with a dollar? Can you give me a dollar? I'm hungry. How do you see them? Do you see them as poor? You know, how do you, how do you see them? How do you look at them when they come up to you? Or when you see them in the street standing, you know, holding a sign, saying, you know, I need help. How do you see them? How does God see them? Mm -hmm. His children. He sees them the, the same way He sees you and the way He sees me. He doesn't, God doesn't look at us as like this. You know, in God's eyes, we're all equal. Every single one of us. Bless, look here, bless. Bless are the merciful. Now, look, what does it say after that? 
For they shall obtain, receive mercy. Now let me ask you this. Can you describe a time, can you describe a time when mercy was shown to you? Anybody willing to share? You know, what you sow, and that, that's exactly right, because there's a scripture that says that. It says, what you sow is what you reap. Mm-hmm. What, what you sow is what you reap. Mm-hmm. And um, Sharon had a, there was this person that went to, uh, ended up in hell. And there was a witchcraft in hell. And this witchcraft was eating their flesh in hell. I mean, just eating their flesh. The reason why is because when they were in this world, when they were doing witchcraft, that's what they were doing, you know, to people. So, when they ended up in hell, they were reaping what they were sowing. And and that began to make me think, in hell is a place where if you don't turn to God, submit to God, you're going to be in a place where you're going to reap everything that you sowed in this world. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. And right here, you know, as the word says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. How many of you have ever got pulled over? Okay. What goes through your mind when you get pulled over? Do you know that you were in the wrong? Yes. And then the officer comes up to you and asks, Do you know why I stopped you? What is your response? I don't know. And you knew you know for sure that you were probably going too fast or you ran a stoplight or you ran a stop sign or you know you did something wrong, you knew it. And then you got caught. And then you see the light, and you, get, you pull over, and then they ask you, you excuse me, man, excuse me, sir, do you know why I stopped you? No, I don't know. But you do know. And then, and, then they, and then they'll either write you a ticket, or they'll say, I'm going to give you a warning. Don't do it again. Here's your warning. See, that's mercy. That's mercy right there. The, the law, the cop didn't write you a ticket to pay the fine and had mercy on you. See, that, that, that's mercy also. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Mercy. Blessed are the merciful, for they will obtain mercy. <clears throat> go to uh, let's let's go let's go here. Let's go to uh, Matthew eighteen. Matthew eighteen. And look at verse uh, 23. Look at this. Look at this. Verse 23. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven, okay, the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of God, is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him, who owed him 10,000 talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. Verse 26, The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion and then released him and forgave him the debt. Look at verse 28. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii and he, and he laid hands on him and took him by the throat saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. Wow. Wow. He was just forgiven of his debt, and he was let go. And then as he turned around, what did he do? He went after that person that owed him 
and said, pay me, pay me. You heard the, you know the rest of the story, right? What happened? Yeah. People told on him, went back to the king, and he got thrown in. Mercy, mercy. Mercy. It's not just, you know, it's not just about forgiving people, but it's also identifying with them, identifying with those. So when I ask you, you know, how do you see those, those people that are out there lost in the streets? You know, do you see them as you're annoyed with them? Do you see them as, you know, get a job, you know, do something, make something of your life? You know, how, how do you see them? But we should see them through the eyes of God with love and compassion. And then we should be able to try to identify with them what they're going through and what they're experiencing and what they're facing. See, that's mercy. Because look, Jesus came into this world and did Jesus experience everything that we go through? Yes. Yes, He did. All the way to the point to where He cried. And he, when He was crying, that his, his tears turned to blood. His sweat turned to blood. Wow, I mean, so much was put on Him. I mean, we, we, we say we go through tough time, we go through a lot. But look what Jesus had to go through. Just for us. Just for you and me. Wow. Who would do such a thing? And, and then God, to have mercy on us. He forgave us. He forgave us. And He says, don't do it again. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. You know, as a, as a parent, as a parent, with my oldest daughter, I was so strict with her. Can't go here, can't go there, don't do this, don't do that, no, 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 no. And it, and it seems like I was more strict with my girls than I was with my son. And then they would always come to me and say, Dad, why are you so, why do you let him do this? Why do you let him do that? And I thought, well, he's a guy, you know, uh, he can, he can take care of himself and, you know, I, I don't worry about him. And I said, you're, you're a girl and, you know, it's a little more sensitive and fragile out there in the world and, you know, and, and, and then it was, uh, no, 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 I, well, we want to be treated fair. But then again, at the same time as a parent, when they did something wrong, I would jump on them and get upset with them until one day God told me, mercy, you have mercy on them just as I have mercy on you. And when he told me that, I thought, wow. Because I, I never looked at it that way. I always thought that what I was telling them, I was right. But I never saw myself as God was looking at me that you're in the wrong too. You need, to, you need to fix that. You need to change that. And I believe that's why God 
as we continue going through these, these Beatitudes, you know, we're, we're going to get to a point here where God is going to say through, through these Beatitudes that He's going to say, because look, look, actually, let's look at the next one. Blessed are the pure in heart. The pure in heart. For they shall see God. What does that mean? What does that mean to be pure in heart? Okay. Goodness. Not of our of ourselves, no. What's that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. He, he he sees our heart. He knows our heart. Let's go to Psalms here. Go look look at Psalm, Psalm. Hallelujah. Look at Psalm um, 51. Psalm 51, and then look at verse 10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. And renew a steadfast spirit within me. So just like what Brenda just brought out right here. We cannot on our own natural ability have a pure heart on our own. We can't. In order to have a pure heart, a clean heart, You know what it's going to take? Jesus. And we have to have a repentant spirit. We have to have a repentant spirit. Yeah, because David realized his sin that he did. And, and, and he, he came before God. And that, that was true. That right there is true, true repentance. When, when you know, you just, you just 
fall on your knees and you just come before God and say, Lord, I'm sorry. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Because, so, so Sharon, um, come, come here real quick. Let me, let me kind of make an example here. You know, you, you have to, you're, when you say you're sorry, you have to, you have to mean it from your heart. So let's say right here, so let's say Sharon and I, we got an argument, you know, oh, we saw all kinds of stuff together, okay? And then, after it was all done and over, I come up to her and I say, Sharon, I'm sorry. This is coming from here. But, and then she, she hears me, and then she sees me say it. But, she doesn't see the heart. She doesn't know the heart. You know, and, and, and she's going to say, okay, I believe you. I forgive you. But then, in here, I, I may have not really meant it. I may have just, just said, I'm sorry, just to, you know, make her feel better, or get her off my back or whatever. But, but, God, look, God, we can't come before God like that. We can't come before God and say, Lord God, I'm sorry, forgive me. Because if we just say it from our mouth and from our mind, God knows our heart. He knows our heart. He knows your heart. And I, I believe that David got to that point to where he understood where he messed up and that's when he came before God and he said, Lord, create in me a clean heart. And he frustrated out on the ground to repent and mm -hmm. cry with tears hitting the ground. Yeah. And that's what made God call him a man after God's own heart. Yeah. Yep. See? He just floored himself and said, here I am. You know, he says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercy, there's that mercy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All, all these things, they all these, this this beatitude, they all tie in together, and then they they there's like an order. See, so you can't you can't come to God and, and ask to, for Him to, to to give you a clean heart and you know to ask for you know you have to realize first where it says to be poor in spirit that that you can't do it on your own except with God. You had a question, uh, I, Ida. I was going to tell you that one time uh, this one lady, she was praying, kneeling right there, kneeling by me, and she was really sobbing and crying and saying, and she says, she didn't go, she didn't go, she That was something new. I guess that's creating me a new heart. I said, mm -hmm. Because she probably understood, yeah. you know, that from her heart what she did was wrong or you know whatever yeah and she came to full repentance and it really kind of touched me because she said oh I feel so now I yeah I know now good good praise the Lord let's look at um first Samuel 16 first Samuel 16 
If you're happy and you know it, say amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Look at uh, verse 7. Verse 7 here says, But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not look at his appearance or at his physical stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord does not see as man sees, for man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. The Lord looks at the heart. See, even, even with our given, the Lord looks at the heart. He knows what you can give. He knows why you're given. He knows. He sees the heart. Matthew 5, 27 through 28. You can just write that down. And actually, let's go to let's go look at Isaiah here. Look at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 5. Look at verse uh, 20. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, look, it says, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, remember I just told you what, what's, what's going on? People are making things that are wrong seem right. Yes, yes. All these things that are that is taking place right now. But are you glad? Are you glad? Are you happy that you're a child of God? Are you happy that you know God? And are you happy that that you know we're gonna we're gonna all be there with him? And we're going to be with him forever and ever. And, and, and then also realizing and understanding that, that only through Jesus Christ, he gives us the strength to live each and every day. You know, we can't do it on our own. It's, it's hard. It's hard. It, it really is hard. But with Jesus, his word, with God and the Holy Spirit, it can be done. It can be done. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. It can be done. Now, look at the promise. Look at the promise. Going back to Matthew here. What, what's the promise? Pure heart. What's the promise? Verse 8. 
Blessed are the pure in heart. And then what's the promise? Look. For they shall see God. They shall see God. We're going to see God. You're going to see God. We can't see Him here now. You know, we can't. But there's going to be that time when, when, when we're made perfect in our glorious body that we're going we're gonna to see God. We're going to see God. Wow. You know, can you imagine? We're going to see God. You're going to see God. I, I, I just think about that. Wow. What, what would it be like? What, how, you know, how is it going to be? And Wow, Lord. Remember that scripture I gave you? To be heavenly minded? What, is, what does he tell us to do? To be heavenly minded. Think about those things that are what? Pure. Think about those things that are what right. You know, all these things. Think about those things that are praiseworthy. See, that, that should be our thought all the time, every day. Lord God, praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. No matter what, no matter what's going on, Lord God. You're my God. You're my Father. I love you, Lord. You're going to save me. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to reign with you. You know, no matter what, no matter what, when you just begin to do that, everything else goes away. Everything else goes away. God is a big God. He is a big God. Big God. It takes us so... It takes a long time for us to fly over to the other side of the world. You know, many hours. So can you imagine how big God is? I mean, there's, there's stars out there that um, the light is still traveling. And it's still, it hasn't even got here yet. But we can see the light traveling. I mean, that, that just tells you how big that space is out there. But God is bigger than all of that. He's bigger than all of that. Wow. And then we're going to see him. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. How many of you want to see God? Amen. How many of you are looking forward to seeing God? Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And then verse 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. And then verse 10, blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake. Remember that, righteousness. We're, we are to hunger and thirst for righteousness. Now, if we're going to do things that are right according to God's word, if we're going to do things that, that according to God's word, that we're going to you know, stand on his word, and then that scripture right there says, now you're going to be persecuted for that. People are going to look at you, call you names, say all kinds of things to you. But then at the same time, what did we just read? We ought to be merciful too. You know, we can't, we can't go back and say, no, you're wrong, and then fight back. No, let God do the fighting. He says that he will fight your battles. He will do it. Not us. And then... Vengeance belongs to who? Belongs to God. Belongs to God. 
And then blessed are you when they revile and persecute you, say all kinds of evil against you, falsely for my sake. And then 12, look at 12. 12 says to do what? Rejoice. Rejoice. 12 says to do what? Rejoice. What does it mean to rejoice? Yeah, what does it mean to rejoice? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. And then look, what does it say? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad. Are you glad? Are you glad? Praise the Lord. And then look, for great your reward is where? In heaven. In heaven. Are you going to be in heaven? I can't wait. I can't wait. That song, well, I see you there in my father's house. In my father's house. In my father's house. Well, I see you there in my father's house. Where there's joy, joy, joy. Come and go with me to my father's house. To my father's house. To my father's house. Come and go with me to my father's house. Where there's joy, joy, joy. Well, I see you there in my father's house. In my father's house. In my father's house. Well, I see you there in my father's house. Where there's joy, joy, joy. Come and go with me. Come and go with me to my Father's house. To my Father's house. To my Father's house. Come and go with me to my Father's house. Where there's joy, joy, joy. Praise the Lord. In my Father's house. In my Father's house, in my Father's house, Jesus will be there in my Father's house, where there's joy, joy, joy. Amen. Praise the Lord. Don't worry. Be happy. Be happy. You serve a great and mighty God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Father, Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we just thank you tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your word, Lord God. We thank you, Father, for your son, Jesus, who took our place, Lord God. Lord, you are a merciful God, Father, Lord. We thank you, Father, Lord, for by your grace that we are saved, Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Thank you, Father God, for the Holy Spirit that you have given to us, Lord God, to help us, to guide us, and to lead us, Lord God. Oh, Father, Lord, we just look to you, Father God. We look to you, to you each and every day, each and every moment of our life, Lord God. We put you first, Father Lord. We seek first, as your word says, the kingdom of God, Father Lord. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God. I thank you for everybody here tonight, Lord God. We thank you, Father, that we we're going to be go home safely. We're going to sleep good tonight. Father Lord, we're going to get rested up. Father Lord, and tomorrow,